to introduce our closing keynote for the local innovation and leadership theme uh, for NOE 2022, please welcome Kimberly Foster, Dean of the Tulane School of Science and Engineering. Let's hear from Kimberly. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here and, and exciting to introduce our, our next speaker. Um, so it's my great pleasure to introduce um, Bobby Savoy, who's an engineer and an entrepreneur and currently the chief science officer at Sev One Tech. Sev One Tech is a company that works with government and communication clients throughout the U.S. and the world in advanced software engineering and IT and engineering and technology solutions. Prior to this, he was CEO of Geocent, which is an IT and, and um, engineering services company based in Metairie, and they were acquired by Sev1 uh, in October of 2021. Um, for those of you who were in the in this a couple sessions ago, Mike Katz said that one of our goals in this area should be to create uh, entrepreneurs that are capable of multiple exits, and that we should infuse. Uh, talent into the system so that we can have multiple exits, and I'm excited to be introducing one of those folks who has had multiple exits. Um, he was also founder of uh, IRG, Internal Resources Group, in 1986, and he uh, led that through a merger with the Science and Technology and Associates in 1997, where he then became president and CEO of that company. Um, he serves on many boards um, locally as well as more globally. Um, he also has numerous honors and awards. It would take all of his speaking time to go through them all, so I'll just give you some highlights. Um, he's the namesake of the Dr. Robert Savoy uh, College of Engineering at UNO, where he received his PhD. Um, he also received the Ethical Entrepreneurship Award from Loyola, where he has an MBA. And he uh, was awarded the NASA Distinguished Public Service um, Medal uh, a few years ago. So um, he also holds a bachelor's of science degree in addition to the degrees I mentioned from LSU in industrial engineering. Um, ever a team player and able to recognize the importance and value of a strong and supportive team, I'm honored to welcome Dr. Bobby Savoy to share um, his uh, talk called How We Built It from Idea to Exit. Thank you very much. Okay, let's see if I can live up to that. I'm actually brought notes. I never bring notes when I speak. I just kind of pull it out of the air. But I won't read all these notes. It's just bullets. Um, so I'm supposed to stand here and tell you guys how we did it. So give you all all the secrets of how we built three companies and did three successful exits and uh, mergers and transitions and everything else. So the answer is we worked our ass off and we got lucky. So if you just do that, that's all there is to it. Um, seriously, the, uh, I tried to write down some notes that might be helpful as to what it takes to really create a company, make it successful, grow it the way we did, several of them to more than $100 million in revenue, and then uh, have someone want to buy you. So uh, and if you can, you can probably notice from the accent I am from Cajun country and grew up on Bayou Lafourche. So how the hell I got from a sugarcane poem there to doing this, I have no idea. But I've had a ball doing it. So here's some ideas for you to take home of what it takes to 
build companies and make them successful, and then how important it is to keep those resources local and reinvest in the local community. First, as everybody knows, have a great idea. Well, at Geocent, we realized we had two companies, one small toy company I had while I went back to school to get my PhD uh, in 2006 to 2009, and it had a little engineering company on the side that was doing some design work with NASA. And a good friend of mine had a great IT company doing high-end software work, but they were stuck as many uh, entrepreneurial companies get stuck at the eight to $10 million range and didn't know how to grow beyond that. So we realized by putting a science and engineering company together with a really high-end software company, it would open up areas that we could address um, new types of technology, model-based systems engineering, digital twin, et cetera, where we could generate intellectual property and then make a name for ourselves. So we had a great idea. Guess what? You're never the only one that has a great idea. Whatever idea you think you have, there's a thousand other people that have a great idea just like it. Which uh, leads me to one of my other items is, no joke, outwork everyone else. And our first company, the only reason we were successful is we really did outwork everyone. And we went, again, we had a good idea, we had some good networks, but we just worked harder than other people and made ourselves successful. It is not easy to do this. You're not gonna do it 20 hours a week. It's a 80 hour a week job. It's still for me right now a 60 or 80 hour a week job and I've been doing it for, well, since 1986. So one of these days I'll slow down on doing that. Don't ever underestimate how hard you have to work to beat the other guys who also have a great idea. Third thing is establish a set of values that your people that work with you can believe in and your customers can believe in and live by those values. Don't ever compromise the values that you set for your company and for yourself. And if you do that, you're gonna gain the respect of people that you don't necessarily know. They're gonna to get to know you. Once they believe in you, they're gonna believe in what you're offering because people work with people. Doesn't matter how good your idea is, people work with people. So establish those values, live by them, Make sure you uphold those with the customers and particularly with your employees. Um, fourth is networking. Um, a friend of mine who's done this a few times, Sid Fuchs, wrote a book called Get Off the Bench. And one of the statements in it is, by the time you need a network, it's too late to build one. Start networking early and young. Build those networks, maintain those friendships, I have a gentleman who retired from NASA after 28 years and from a very high level position who had been in the astronaut corps way back when, who still is friends with people who are astronauts, were astronauts, and now running companies because he maintained those networks. Those networks will be there when you're having rough times. They'll be there when you're having good times. They're the people you need to talk to for guidance. They're also the people who can vouch for you and can introduce you to other folks that may need whatever it is that you're selling. So build those networks, it's never too early to start. I started with Louisiana Power and Light at the Waterford Nuclear Plant, designed a few systems that got some national attention, and those networks helped me start my first company in 1986. I still am friends with some of those people from back then, although they're all retired now and I'm not. Um, 
next item is get back up. Life is going to knock you down when you're an entrepreneur. You're going to have days when you're saying, why the hell am I doing this? And things that you thought were going to go well are going to go wrong. Never let life define you by how you get knocked down. Define yourself by how you get up and keep going. There was a time when, in fact, there was two times where we were dead broke in, in our company that I had to make a choice between paying our employees or paying my house note. And that is an absolute fact. You're going to face those times. Don't let it define you. Define yourself by what you do next. And you, hopefully none of y'all face that. And hopefully all of you face it because it makes you a better person, makes you a better entrepreneur, a better leader, a better CEO, whatever you happen to be. And again, expect that. If you don't have it, great, but expect it. And don't let it stop you. Never, never, never give up. Um, sixth item is share the wealth. Share it with your employees and your communities. I am a huge believer in employee ownership. All three of our companies have had employee ownership. In two of our exits where we got a nice chunk of money, combined our employees got over $100 million. That's a wonderful thing, wonderful feeling to have when you know that you've been able to make someone a millionaire when they had no idea they were going to do that. Or somebody gets $500,000 when their salary is $50,000 a year. But if you want to build loyalty, if you want to build trust, if you want to live those values, if you want your employees to work as hard as you're going to work, and by the way, never expect them to work harder than you're willing to work. If you want that, think about how you're going to share it with your employees. That is something that has worked in every region of the world that I've studied for technology-based economic development entrepreneurship. So be willing to share, and wherever you happen to be, give back to your local communities. It's amazing what that does for your employees, what it does for the community. Um, at Geocent, and now at Sevone Tech, we have 100 people doing high-end software and engineering work in Louisiana. We have no customers in Louisiana. We're doing work for customers all over the world, but the talent is here, and these people are loyal, and we have shared the company with them. We do not only substantial employee bonuses, but we do phantom units and options and ownership, and it's worked. Uh, and giving back to your local community by hiring local. In Louisiana, we have some extraordinary talent. Build here. And it gives you a chance to give back here locally. You can hardly see my own notes here. Uh, we're talk we talked about exit strategy, and I heard the conversation before talking about exit strategy. Don't you dare focus on your exit strategy. Okay? You focus on your customers. You focus on your employees. You focus on your values. You focus on revenue, you focus on day-to-day -day delivery, delivery for your customers, whatever that happens to be, whether it's a product that you're trying to get out or improve, whether it's a service that you're selling, focus on that until it's time to focus on an exit strategy. And you'll know when that is, and it ain't today. If you focus on an exit strategy as you're going into a company, I almost guarantee you you're going to fail. 
focus on everything but that and let that take care of itself when the time comes. A few other, that's kind of the points that I wrote down that I wanted to share that have been important to me in my career. Like I said, doing this since 1986, three exits, three corporate transitions, three damn good companies. Maybe I have it right because at my age, I'm not doing this shit again. <laughs> but there's some things that I did want to mention. We need this model to be repeatable in Louisiana. So give back. Give back as you run your companies. Give back as you build whatever it is that you're building. And if you have the opportunity, as I have, to have an exit, give back to your community. Help the next generation, or for some of you guys that are so young, this generation, help the next people do it. It's very important that we continue to build that ecosystem. I'm a big believer in having the ecosystem you need to not only encourage entrepreneurship, but to fund it. Uh, when we put together GeoCent, we actually used some angel capital now, it was a friend and family program. I put up a few million dollars. I had some other people raised a couple of million dollars. But there was an angel investment tax credit program back then that we don't have anymore that I'd really like our legislature and, and governor to put back in place. But if you want that to exist, you have to create the ecosystem that allows it to exist, the legal system, the financial system, et cetera. And there are some angel investment funds. There are some venture capital funds here. They're probably about one one thousandth of a percent as large as some of the ones in Silicon Valley. But there's some that's better than nothing. And the more you give back, the more that'll be there. Um, I mentioned employee ownership. Um, I would just say that uh, I started three companies in Louisiana Kept three companies in Louisiana. Love, as y'all can tell, Louisiana's my home. I've traveled all over the world and done projects that I've thoroughly enjoyed and lived in other places, but this is home. And I believe it can be done here. So the more we give back, the more that's possible. The more we build the ecosystem, the more that's possible. So keep that in mind as hopefully you're building successful companies. So my topic was how we did it. That's how we did it. So, uh, I don't know if I have time to take questions or not. Okay. I don't know that I can answer your questions, but I'll take any of them if you have them. Yes, ma'am. Uh, when you're hiring, how do you find people that will work hard to do work? Um, you don't. You don't know that. What you can tell is how enthusiastic someone is not just about the job, but about what they do and how the quality level they hold themselves to. A lot of times you can tell that people have worked hard to get where they are. And in some cases, we have people that do great work 40 hours a week. And that's what they're going to do is do 40 hours a week because they want to spend time at their church or with their family or whatever else. And I respect that. And you're going to get good work out of those people. But the ones that rise to the top are the ones that are willing to work hard. And those are the ones that end up with ownership. And those are the ones that end up, when you do have a, a financial exit, doing pretty well. You need all kinds. What you don't need are the ones that come in and punch a time clock and don't do the work. So it, I would love to tell you I know how to figure that out. But you figure it out as you go.
It's a good question. Yes, ma'am. I set up the program from the get-go. Didn't offer people ownership from the get-go other than a few people that I thought were critical to the future of the company. And that's particularly when we put companies together. So when we put GeoCent together, I gave back some of my ownership to the company so that we would have options and phantom units. We're an LLC, so you do phantom units that people can buy because you want people buying into the company. But then you want some people that you want to keep to have options, both to share the success of the company with them and also you have a little glue because they're leaving a lot of money on the table if they leave. So if they're critically important, you want that. So for people you can't afford to lose, you do it early, but it's gotta be something that's set up where everyone can benefit and it's gotta be something that will last the life of the company. So you're accelerated as time goes on. It's easier just from a legal standpoint to set it up from the beginning. You would ask me that. We've been friends for a long time, so she wants to put me on the spot. Um, I'll give you an anecdote. In our first company, we had a nice contract with the government we had just gotten, and we needed to uh, have a line of credit at a bank that I won't mention here. And it was a $20,000 line of credit, and I showed them I had this contract that was going to be bringing in money. That was in 80, late 80s. And, um, that's during the, one of the oil busts, and there were a lot of uh, drill pipe rusting out in the field. Well, they would loan money against drill pipe rusting out in the field, but all this IT crap couldn't get a loan for $20,000. That same bank offered us an unsecured loan for $25 million in the same company uh, about 15 years later. You can imagine what I told them. So I say that anecdote because I've seen this region go from a region that did not know what technology entrepreneurship was, to one that now encourages it, supports it, uh, does everything it can to, uh, to encourage it. But it's still a very difficult area. You tell people you're building a technology company in Louisiana and they, they almost laugh at you. We still have to get past that. So expect to fight that battle as you go along. Um, the challenges? One is reputation, image. Uh, at times I've had to pay people who I wanted to bring in from the East Coast extra money to send their kids to private schools because they heard how bad the schools here were. You know, and I could tell them, look, that's, that's not true across the board. But it didn't matter. We still had to do it because of reputation. That, that is something that we still fight. I mentioned uh, venture capital and angel capital and the ability to get enough money to get started when you don't have it, um, we're doing a thousand times better than we were before. We still need to do better with that. And then when you look at the whole ecosystem, it's not just financial, it's not just the talent, which our talent has increased a uh, hundredfold from uh, the way it was 10 years ago. But you also need the support of other entrepreneurs you need the support of a legal system that understands how to do it. You need the support of accountant, accountants that know how to do entrepreneurial companies. All of those things are a no-brainer 
in Research Triangle Park or Silicon Valley or Sophia Antipolis, France or, or uh, um, any number of places like that. We still struggle with some of that. You have to look to find the right people. So th we still have challenges in, in building a holistic ecosystem. Yes, sir. No, we started uh, engineering, all of our companies started with engineering, and, and then uh, we brought in the really high-end software side of it later. In the case of Geosent, having done that before, and particularly working with NASA on, on engineering, um, you know, that's really fun stuff. I started my career in, in building all things nuclear, from plants to ways to things that go boom and uh, radioisotopes, and then I got to work on rockets. I mean, you talk about fun. But there were areas that I noticed, just having done it for so long, where the engineers and the folks that were doing software just really did not work together very well. So if you bring those two things together, what I saw was an opportunity. And again, there were a lot of other companies trying to address that. But I thought we had a level of credibility, which we did at that point, to give, give us an opportunity and we used the Small Business Innovative Research Program. We had lots of SBIRs that allowed us to generate intellectual property on both the engineering and technology side and on the IT side uh, that helped set us apart. But there was clearly a crosshatch area there that was not being sufficiently addressed. If you could walk in the room with a guy that was a shit-hot DevSecOps guy and a good engineer and they're talking together to someone and recognize their problems, you know, a lot of credibility. So, but that was one of the key things that we set the company up to do and, and took it from 10 million to over 100 pretty quick. So, yeah. Sir. I was talking about locally here. I'm sorry? Uh, Idea Village has helped that. There are several other groups that I'm aware of and, and that I'm, some I'm a part of that just have angel investment funds. There are a lot of people here who have exited businesses that have set up investment funds. Now, you have to have a good story to get it, but uh, we, we've made a concerted effort, particularly in the last 10 years, but probably starting 20 years ago, to build that here. Still have a long ways to go, but it didn't exist before that. It didn't exist when I started my first company and when we merged to form the second one. So that was either you had a credit card or you didn't. Anything else? Yes? Mm -hmm. One thing I'd like to correct on the record is that there is a Louisiana Angel Capital Group. There's a Louisiana Angel Capital. I couldn't hear you. A Louisiana Angel. Sorry, I don't hear well. No problem. So Louisiana does have an Angel Tax Credit. 
Oh, it does again. It does. It's 25%. Didn't that um, go away for a while? Has that been brought back? It was renewed. Well, that's great. I was not aware of that. Yeah, the New Orleans Angel Network was um, instrumental in leading that uh, effort to get the legislation through to get it renewed. Well, then you're one of the people I was talking about that where you have an angel network that didn't exist 20 years ago. That's correct. Probably didn't exist 10 years ago. That's correct. That's wonderful. And in the renewal, which happened this fall, it's been extended to not only cover equity investments, but it also covers convertible notes. That's great. Thank you for correcting me on that. I think that's a wonderful thing that this state very much needs. And I did not know it had come back. It really helped when we put together Geocent. That's the first time I had to raise money for anything because um, I didn't want to risk all of my money on it. <laughs> anything else? I think I'm done. Yeah, that's all we have time for. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs>